Hello, everyone. This is Emily Grace, and welcome to the Stages podcast of Bernstein Private Wealth Management. Life throws lots of stuff at you at every stage. We're here to talk about it. As a financial advisor since 2001, I've seen clients through many market cycles and many life events. I love investing for clients and helping them plan for the unforeseen. But another great part of my job is getting to introduce people to experts who can work with them to enhance their lives. If today's podcast opens any questions for you around investing or planning, you can email me at emily.grace at bernstein.com or call me at 212-756-1951. When I receive a phone call from a divorce attorney that his client is in need of planning and investment help, how much can they spend based on upon the settlement or even how much do they need from the settlement, I know that I can help. However, when that new client is then ready to start dating, I turn to another expert, I turn to a matchmaker. So today on the stage, we have Lisa Ronis, owner of Lisa Ronis Matchmaking. Lisa Ronis Matchmaking was founded more than 16 years ago when Lisa saw the need for a high-end service that catered to helping busy, upscale, successful, and well-educated men and women find committed, loving relationships. Lisa's approach to matchmaking is very personalized and unique. Her relaxed yet direct way of asking questions allows people to speak openly and honestly from their heart. Her talent for networking and meeting fabulous, smart, and attractive mates for her clients, along with her ability to sense their compatibility, is reflected in her high success rate. It's for all of those reasons that Lisa is here with us today to share her insights into dating after divorce. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited that you're here. So, so you've been a matchmaker for most of your adult life. What what made you decide to enter the business? Well, it was always my hobby and always my passion, and I think um, I didn't even realize that. (laughs) Uh, I was a fashion executive for a really long time, so um, I'm not that young, (laughs) and was loving my career. So when I was in that business, I was on a lot of I was um, on a lot of junior committee boards and doing a lot of charity work. And I would do these events, and I would invite people who would invite people. So it was almost like I had a party within a party. And I started meddling in people's love lives. Oh, I love it! I'd look across the room and say, "She's really pretty," and I'd say to a guy, "No, look, you're single. I think she's single." Why don't you just go talk to her? Or I would introduce people just because I was hosting an event, but really loved when two people would connect. I'd be in a nail salon, getting my nails done on a Saturday, and I'd say to the really nice new friend of mine next to me, so what's going on in your dating life? Because I was always a dating machine. And she'd say, she said to me, I haven't had a date in like six years. Wow. I started to realize that the city and the world needed someone to really help them. And also the fashion business, it was right around prior to 9-11. It was getting old. And I sort of tapped into it and wanted to do something where I could help people. So really it's been a passion of yours and deciding to follow it. Yeah, even when I was in the fashion business, I remember setting my brother, trying to set my brother up, who told me to like leave him alone. (laughs) But he'd say, you know what, she sounds, she looks cute, let's give him, let's give her to this friend of mine. And those people were getting married. So I was having marriages happen. Did your brother ever let you set him up? He met the most beautiful boy I have ever seen. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> See, he did it on his own. He, he did it on his he own. That's the brother-sister relationship. Yes. We could have a whole other yes, podcast on whole, that one. 
<laughs> so hence, I love my work. And I've been doing it forever, 16 years. It's fantastic. It's terrific. And I know that you do work with people at all different stages in their life, whether they're in their 20s, 30s, recently divorced, never married, everything like that. But what makes dating after getting divorced, what makes it different? Well, I have to say I love working with people in all stages of their life when they want to be first-time wife and mother, um, Later in life, I mean, they just love any new challenge and any new story. But there's something really special about working with someone who is now divorced or legally separated and on their way to divorce because it's so great to take them from, like, A to Z. Um, They haven't usually haven't dated in a really, really long time. So the thought of going on a date is daunting to them. And um, it's so rewarding to you know, see them sort of sprout. And I do wear a lot of hats. um, And therefore, I think I'm the go-to girl for people who are coming out of a divorce. Well, and a lot of them probably haven't seen the world of these apps and the dating apps and the idea of going on it just... They don't know what's going on at all. Like, they, they, you know, they would show up in, like, fuzzy slippers and sweatpants because, you know... No. I'm I'm just saying they haven't dated and they don't know kind of the competition that's out there, yes. the reality what the of protocol it, is, what the protocol or... is. And I'm also, I do image consulting, dating coaching, I'm a therapist. So wait, what's, what do you do for the image consulting? What does that look well, like? Well, I was going to say that I love to help them restart their life and give them hope and get them out there. Um, and I always say that uh, you have to look good to feel good and you have to put your best foot forward. Yes. So there are you know, the whole image consulting thing, I will shop with a client to make sure they have the right dating clothes, um, go through their wardrobe, just make sure that they're ready to rock and roll. And I say to the women, get a hair rope, get a manicure, take a bath, feel beautiful, come home from work, just sort of reboot. Um, you know, but I, I assume that you're not, do you, do you ever have somebody who says, you know, I want to put a different version of myself out there, or is it usually just helping them sort of with their current version, but maybe step it up a notch. Different, different version of myself, meaning sort I don't know, of portray I've, the musical side of them. I or, guess. Or, you know, I've always been this, but now I want to be I mean, that. they could reinvent and recreate themselves. Yes, that's and the word, yes, reinvent. Definitely, um, you know. And it's really funny because people start off really nervous. It's really daunting. And they're holding my hand, and they're calling me, and they're saying, can you come on the date with me? Yes. I mean, it's hilarious. <laughs> Have I you ever done me. that? Have you gone on a date with someone? Long time ago when I wasn't a matchmaker. Okay. Sitting so you... between two people was hysterical. Sitting between them? They made me sit between them. It was a banquet. And was it I like left. a game of telephone? I feel like... <laughs> It was like a round event. Okay. <laughs> but they're like, we're not going on the date unless you come. And then I slipped away. It's And it, and it wasn't happening to me. Yes. But they, then they turned into dating machines. And I love to see them having fun and getting excited and getting all dressed up and, you know, really feeling good about themselves. And that, they feel hopeful and that they're going to find someone else and leave that other life behind. And this is like, a whole new world and it's great and they call me and I do dating coaching and there's so many aspects to it you know I had a, a woman has a great first date with a guy he asked her out again for a specific night and it's like four o'clock the day of the date yes. what am I supposed to do 
Do you call him? I mean, yeah. there's so they many. They haven't thought about it in years. now you can years. text. But, you know, I'm kind of old-fashioned. And when you ask me about the do's and don'ts, I can talk to you a little bit more about that. No, so let's, let's get into that now. What a... What are the key to do's and so what are the to not do's. to do's maybe more importantly? <laughs> okay. First of all, I don't believe in a long phone call. If someone calls you for a date, and I, I represent men and women, but mostly women. Like okay. I'm the, the go-to girl for a woman who wants to hire a man. I yes. work with a matchmaker. And again, I do have male clients. It's a whole different business. So I'll sort of, some of what I say um, you know, the tips or the do's or don'ts. A lot of them are geared toward the women, but I can throw in a few to the men. So if a man calls, do you want to do the don'ts first? Sure. Okay. So if a guy calls you for the first date, first of all, he should call you. I really believe in chivalry and gentlemen. I mean, that is huge. And that's okay. the people who work with me have high self-esteem, even if they're after their divorce, they're feeling a little blue, a little low. Yes. I work help build them back up up very very quickly okay because you ask for a crumb you're going to get a crumb and you know you really have to put it out there and not in a spoiled way no you deserve it you're fabulous you're beautiful you're a great person and we're going to find like someone who deserves you is a good match match. Mm -hmm. so the first phone call should not be more than 10 or 15 minutes Okay. I mean, you know, really some told me she drank a whole bottle of wine or something when the date was an hour and a half. Like, why does he deserve, you know, yes. 10, 15 minutes and say, listen, I have to run and walk my dog. Yes. Or I've got to go. You know, I would love to meet. Or, it's really a planning phone call more than be, uh, getting to truly know each other. You could say too many things and yes. like, just talk in person. Um, I tell my clients when they're on a date, do not talk about the divorce or the ex-boyfriend. Yes. I mean, if it's a widow, widower, and you want to touch upon that a little bit, that's sweet and that's fine. But sometimes they overdo that too, and it's like that person sitting. So you sort of touch on it, and then you move on. Exactly. But a lot of people anger and like the negative energy is is going to be a one off kind of date. It's never going to you know and tends to be unattractive. And it, yeah, I mean, the guy wants to or the woman wants to feel special and not feel like you know you'd steer Abby. Yes. um, and then no alcohol, a lot, not a lot of alcohol, but scratch up, yes. of course, alcohol. <laughs> I mean, I think I always tell guys, ask for a, a glass of wine or a drink date if you just want to have a drink and not a meal. A coffee date to me is unromantic. I know a lot of people on these apps are meeting at Starbucks. It's 25 yes. minutes below goodbye. And I put, put a little romance in. And that's especially on the Which could level. also happen at a nice restaurant over a glass of water that's instead exactly of wine right. or, you know, or I'm not saying that whatever it is. To drink, but like, I think that romance and atmosphere just really sets the tone. And I'm it should feel special. Them. It should feel special. And then you feel like you look good and you feel good and it's romantic and it's the good side of you comes out. So I think that's really important. So not a lot of alcohol um, ever, but of course on the first day. Um, really, um, if the man wants to take a woman to dinner and ask to choose a restaurant, I mean, these are just things that popped into my head. Not like Le Cirque. Well, I think okay. closed, but not like per se. I mean, yes. you know, you want to do something moderate. Guys are looking at everything. And it's not that you're going to turn into that person. But So this is if the woman is choosing, choosing a restaurant. Because some guys might say, you know, I'll come down to the West Village. Yes. But, where you should know, we you go? live there. Where should we go? So I just, and also, you know, uh, don't order the $50 entree. Um, you know, just be, be mindful, be respectful. Um, 
And I really believe, I am not a big believer in like sex on the first or second date. Or, I mean, people can do what they want, but I think it's really important to get to know this person to see if you want to move forward, to see if your values, you have similar values. And I know you jumping to bed too quickly, it sort of colors everything. And if you're looking for a life partner, and most people that come to me are looking for a life partner, then I think you have to be smart about your dating. Yes. Okay, so and and the dues. The dues. Um well I think practice dates are good. So even if he might not or she might not be the person of your dreams, but you're new to get out there and there are surprises. So do you help people with those practice dates? I do, but you know, so many people would say, I don't want to go on this date and they wind up marrying the person. So like you never know. So they marry their practice they marry date. Their, they marry their practice date. Or they marry that, uh you're going to owe me because I'm going to hate this person. Yes. Some of these people, or maybe the age difference or the height was a little off. It's interesting because I wonder if with the pressure off that it's just a practice date as opposed to a real date, if people are almost more open and accepting smart. of the yeah. of the potential. Yeah, I don't care about, versus, care. I don't care about her. I'm just going to be know, myself. I'll be authentic. That's, and that comes that's across. That's most attractive. And that comes across. Um, so, and I, again, like I said before, I, you should go out feeling like you look amazing. And when you feel good, you, when you look good, you feel good. So again, you know, for the man, not unkempt, um, you know, clean nails, not dirty yes. hair. I mean, you know, just look, smell nice. It's the best version great. of yourself. The best version of yourself. And the, of course, the woman. You know, manicures, hair blows. I know I'm sounding very jappy, but you know, you could work Pull yourself jelly, together. Pull yourself together and just feel like a princess. And you know, worst case scenario, you're gonna have a wonderful life, a wonderful night. Yes. Because you left your old life goodbye, and this is fun and this is exciting. And ask a lot of questions on the date. I think it's important to not in an interview way, but just to have banter and hopefully the man, because they tend to talk about themselves a lot, hopefully the guys will ask. Questions. But be interested be on interested both sides. And, engaged yes. in it. and then stay positive. I think that that's very important because who wants to be with Debbie Downer or a negative guy? It's just uh, angry. That that's mm-hmm. really fly. And you know, at the end of the evening, a man should always put a woman in the taxi. Um, you don't have to pay for the taxi. When a guy does, it's really nice. But men, you know how to woo a woman <laughs> if you really want to. So as Emily said, be the best version of yourself. I think that's that's fantastic. So it sounds like I I remember from my days dating and not dating after divorce, but it was sort of fun to go out and meet different people so and learn fun. about who get they were and up. what they were doing right. and get dressed up. But I love when you talk about you're taking a bath ahead of time or sort of taking care of yourself get and really getting into it. the romance. It's is, because it's really fun now, is, now that you get to have a chance to find someone your last gig didn't work. Yes. You know what you want or you know what you don't want. And I really am a big believer in making a list. Okay. Sometimes you do like a vision board or make a list, put a little jot it down for yourself of things that you're looking for, things that you either didn't have in your marriage or just things that you dream about, the kind of man or woman that you could be with within reason. And it's just nice to kind of surround yourself around those. To start really putting it out there. Putting it out there. And I'm guessing that you ask people these questions and sort of get them oftentimes to start thinking about it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we draw it. 
That's... the person. And, you know, and, and all the way through this process, I give feedback and I get feedback. Yeah. So when I work with people, if they talk too much, they're on their phone, they were rude, they drank too much. I mean, they will They'll hear, hear that back. And sometimes they're shy on the phone and the guy just doesn't feel that there's anything to talk about. So I try to get them to just pump it up a little bit. Yeah. You know, I work very closely with my clients just to, you know, make this fabulous and successful. It's fantastic. I love it. So finally, one word to describe the dating world after getting divorced. Well, I wrote 20. Can I read 10 of them? <laughs> okay. Yes, go ahead. Exciting, hopeful, liberating, romantic, fun, rejuvenation, new beginning, fresh start, rebirth, resurgence. I can go on and on. Reincarnation. And I love this, the dawn of a new day. Okay, so maybe we'll go with, you know, if we say it really fast, it could be one word, the dawn of a new day. <laughs> <laughs> right on that. You can see I, I, love I it. talk a lot. What can I tell you? <laughs> I love it. It's okay. fantastic. Well, Lisa Ronis, the owner of Lisa Ronis Matchmaking, thank you so much. I can see why men and women turn to you when they're looking to meet that special someone. You've helped us cover a lot of information today, and information helps us to plan. In fact, right now, I'm thinking that my husband and I are going out on Saturday night for a fabulous date, and I may tell him that I need to take my bath before our date. <laughs> so there you go. That's, I love now, it. That's at, great. at the end of the day, planning after divorce and for all of the stages in life is crucial. As a financial advisor at Bernstein, I've helped people through many acts. For more information, you can reach me at emily.grace at bernstein.com or at 212 Seven five six one nine five one and Lisa Ronis at Lisa at Lisa Ronis Matchmaking dot com or at two one two two five four eight seven five three or by visiting her website www.lisaronismatchmaking.com. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you again soon. Have a great day. The information contained herein reflects the views of Alliance Bernstein LT or its affiliates and sources it believes are reliable as of the date of this publication. Alliance Bernstein LP makes no representations or warranties concerning the accuracy of any data. There is no guarantee that any projection, forecast, or opinion in this material will be realized. Past performance does not guarantee future results. The views expressed herein may change at any time after the date of this publication. This document is for the informational purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Alliance Bernstein LP does not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. It does not take an investor's personal investment objectives or financial situation into account. Investors should discuss their individual circumstances with appropriate professionals before making any decisions. This information should not be construed as sales or marketing material or an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any financial instrument, product, or service sponsored by Alliance Bernstein or its affiliates.